Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth. I'm your host. And today I am diving into a solo topic. And it's something that I had noted from the summer that I wanted to recap and share on the podcast with you guys. And if you guys didn't know, I have a little bit of a series that I've been a little bit slow on sharing on the personal Instagram at Emily E. Duong. But I plan on sharing what is known as my summer diaries living in Medellin, Colombia. And funny enough, when I was journaling this morning, I was reflecting on how it's to me crazy to say that that was my life, that I lived in another country. I lived in South America of all places and all of that was very unexpected and not in the cards, yet it was. If I look back to prior conversations I had with other people, things I wrote down, things I thought about years back, as well as in my most recent conversations, probably in sometime like, I want to say April or May of 2023, earlier this year, I shared with my psych, I call him my psych if you guys didn't know, I don't really call my therapist my therapist, I call him my psych because it's honestly feels more like that. Uh, I don't feel like, and it for me, I love that. I love that I get to share certain aspects of what's going on in my life and then for him to pull different questions from an objective lens. So um, anyways, all that to say, I shared with him a little bit of my ideal personal vision, something that I hope to see in my life over the next five to seven years and that included a living in another country and or countries and b being able to experience some of that with a partner because i've lived and traveled into different parts of the world italy france all over europe i've I've done a lot of that solo and or with friends so i definitely felt like it was you know from 26 to 32 give or take would be an ideal time to get to experience some of that. Once again, alone is is totally cool too. I, I Again, I could live in another country by myself, but it would be cool to have, you know, the element of a partner in that equation. So anyways, that is really interesting. If you keep up with my personal Instagram, you might be able to put some dots together. I know some of you guys who listen frequently, you also DM me and you also have responded to my stories when I have shared a little glimpse of uh, what's going on in my personal life in terms of, you know, just just personal things. So if you know, you know. Um, if you don't, definitely keep listening to the podcast and follow along my personal Instagram. But anyways, I wanted to dive into what I learned from living in another country this summer. And I feel like I have the right to say I lived there because it was for over a month. In fact, it was a total of two months. Most of summer, I was living in another country, predominantly South America. And I really wanted to recap this especially for those of you who are listening maybe you're from europe or you're in asia or where most of you guys are at in the u.s i've always believed coming from a small town especially that i'll put it this way i think a lot of us um those of us who grew up in the u.s and have not 
left the country yet and i say this in the most kind-hearted way possible i think we lack a lot if we don't go out and see the world and most importantly go out and see it in a way where we get to grasp the differences of our cultures and the languages and what we believe is right and wrong and you'll see that the world sees things very differently and in my opinion i think when you do such things as being able to go out and see other parts of the world you get to understand another culture and therefore naturally have more empathy and i think in my opinion also increase your emotional intelligence on how to communicate with people who English isn't their first language and let's say that's your first language right again I'm kind of speaking from like an American lens growing up here and you know I'm really really grateful that I had this experience living in another country because I always wanted to study abroad but because I transferred universities back in college I didn't have enough time because of the credits if that makes sense when you're transferring all you know all the credits don't uh, fully transfer over and so you're just kind of catching up on time so anyways I really wanted that in college I didn't get that but I see how I'm making up for it now but when I think back to college and my mindset then I think that I would have stayed in my comfort zone and still would have studied in probably London where English is you know <laughs> they speak English there and I it would have been different uh, in the sense that I, I would have just gotten the experience of maybe what I have now in New York so I'm really glad that I now have been able to experience living in another country where culture is different the first language is different and speaking of having a different first language or different native language for me I noticed a big improvement in my comfort to speak another language in this case spanish and luckily i have background in studying spanish i you know language is a requirement in american school here and i know for those of you who are listening in europe i know language is definitely a big requirement and that's actually something i really admire in the school system over there in europe but i think there are more obvious reasons you know to, to need to learn english right as a second language um, being from Europe but anyways I studied Spanish and uh, being bilingual growing up speaking Vietnamese and English the the process of learning another language and, and as I as I put it having another tongue if you will is a lot more natural to me and I'm sure there are studies on this when you're already bilingual just adapting another language is a lot easier than someone who is not already right so um, I remember I was really shy when it came to speaking Spanish because I barely practiced it since college when I last spoke it and I you know you know how it is right when when your language is not perfect in that language and you're speaking with someone where that's their native language you get really shy so I was like that for quite a bit but honestly in recent weeks and recent times I've noticed that I've gotten a lot more comfortable in speaking the language and especially in my recent trip to Miami I didn't realize I mean I always knew that there's a lot of Spanish speakers there but in this time around I got hit with it more in the sense that a lot of my Uber drivers greeted me in Spanish I had some waiters that actually primarily only spoke Spanish so 
luckily I was able to actually keep up because I was so used to that from living in um, South America and as, as I said earlier most of most of the time was in Medellin, Colombia. But that was an, an experience that I knew was gonna come, but it felt really good to be able to experience and see how I feel now. Like I naturally will respond to certain things in Spanish now if I hear someone speaking to me in Spanish or I would naturally greet someone in Spanish if they're speaking to me in Spanish, if that makes sense. Whereas before, I would still say it, but I would still be really shy. So um, I think this is a great, I think that reflection is really great and valuable for those of you who are similar to me in that sense, where you love learning another language or you would love to tap into it in a faster pace or push yourself into a position to be able to speak another language. I highly recommend to go live in that country where they speak that language for at least a month. I would say two to three months should do the trick though in terms of getting the ball rolling on how comfortable you feel. I think of course six months is when you can actually become nearly fluent. Again, if you're sticking to it strongly because um, I actually met a girl in Paris last year when I traveled there by myself. I was shopping and she greeted me in French. I responded in French and that was like the only thing I knew in French, but she wasn't French and later on she spoke English to me but she was originally from Sweden and I was like oh why'd you come here and she basically kind of did what I did for South America just YOLO'd it and she told me she came to Paris not knowing a single word of French and (laughs) living there for six months now she's like almost fluent and so for me I feel that way with Spanish now not that I'm almost fluent but I mean I'm a lot like from before I was rocking a a class I don't know 20 percent fluency or whatever and now I'm definitely up at like 40 to 60 percent for sure um huge difference and I can just see it's just the the natural way I would respond and I love it and mind you had I not had the Spanish background before it would be a lot different but because I learned Spanish in middle school high school parts of college um you know I, I already know a lot of words a lot of phrases things like that but yeah it's also something I've always heard from teachers, uh, Spanish teachers, they always said, you know, the only way you can really become fluent in that language is like not in the classroom. You have to go live in that country. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm really glad that I got to improve on Spanish and just get more comfortable with it, really. I think that's the biggest thing. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Another major lesson I learned in living in another country, for me, it actually reminds me, if some of you guys listened to the episode with the founder of Hani, Leslie Tesler, she spoke about, and I actually did a reposted episode on it just a few weeks back. So if you just scroll a few episodes before this, you should be able to find that episode. I highly, 
highly recommend listening to that episode if you're in college, you just graduated, or you're a few years out. It's so applicable. But she had an amazing, wild story. And she grew up in New Jersey and then ended up going to high school in London, moved there with her family. And then after living in London, came back to the US to go to college where she went to school in Georgia. And then after that, lived in Manhattan, worked in the beauty industry, was a bit burnt out or just needed a new change, moved to Buenos Aires and ended up staying there for 10 years, even though originally it was supposed to be six months. And then she met her now husband there as well. Um, And I won't give too much detail in terms of how the parallels are in our stories, but I will say I experienced something very similar to her experience, I think, uh at least at least certain elements of it the main parts maybe the last time i was coming back to the states i remember thinking to myself like wow this story is actually really similar to leslie's and at the time i think i had just released her reposted episode but i've been just thoroughly enjoying how i'm getting accustomed to people in another culture and i'll say for me in Europe, like Italy and France, I think having a lot of like the style and the fashion for me, I've adopted that a lot over the years. And so I think I assimilated there very quickly and didn't need to, I think, learn as much social cues. But in South America and particularly Medellin, Colombia, I it's different. It definitely is different. And I really loved the way it turned on my brain to learn how to get accustomed to people. So for example, one one thing that they do over there is like in Ubers, you actually sit in the front, not the back. And I read this actually on a blog post. And so for me, I did that very much early on. I sat in the front and, you know, I never felt scared to. And I think to be candid with you guys, doing such a normal practice in that city, in that country, put me in I think this this class of oh she's she's lived here or she's not dumb or she's not a uh you know random American if you will and I, and I share that because I think for those of you who travel to another country I think it's important to not look like a lost puppy right so if you do certain norms and get accustomed to the culture and the people and how they speak and and their body language it definitely goes a long way in in other aspects like making you feel safe and making you feel like you fit in in a way and so that for me just the comfort level of getting accustomed to people was um, such a great experience and also a reminder that there is more to life than what we see and know right now you know I've, I've only lived in the U.S. but luckily I had a little bit of various experiences. I lived in a small town growing up and then I lived and moved to Southern California, Los Angeles, the the glam, right? And then I lived in New York City and I've gone to Miami and South Florida a handful of times and, and have adopted culture there. So I knew the next step was living in another country and experiencing new culture and, and new diversity and having to push my brain out of my comfort zone. But man, I, I can't say it enough that you you can't get that really 
in your own country although i will say that is some of the initial steps that i would recommend doing is if you've only lived in one part of your own country let's say in the u.s if you if you've only lived on the east coast right maybe the next step is actually trying to live on the west coast that could be portland oregon that could be uh all the way up in seattle that could be in california that could be san diego that could be literally wherever and i think for me because i've done some of that already this was the next you know big experience that i could jump to and i want to go back really quick on what i said earlier about speaking another language and how it really helps you increase your emotional intelligence in some way you know what i noticed is and i've noticed this for for a long time too again growing up bilingual and uh you know speaking vietnamese and and sometimes i'd speak vietnamese to people who barely spoke any english or you know whatever vice versa Um, and of course i would run into this a lot with other languages but um, i think russian is a great example i speak a little bit um definitely used to speak a bit more because of skating and my coaches speaking russian to me but i noticed that when english is someone else's second language i have an ability to bridge the gaps for the person and i actually spoke about this with my friend that i met in south america he's from venezuela i played tennis with him over the summer it was it was such a fun experience and, and getting to know him and and him like being a awesome helpful friend for me um in this country but he had shared with me that it, it does get really bothersome and annoying like he speaks really good english with me and his parents actually immigrated to the states and live in florida now and he's just waiting for the day that he can reunite with them and you know you know he's such an awesome person very very friendly dude but i remember him telling me that like he he really appreciated that i didn't go huh if if he said something that i didn't understand and i understand that actually when roles are reversed if i'm saying something in spanish and they go what <laughs> like i i do feel kind of embarrassed if, if that makes sense and not really necessarily anymore but I understand the notion of that and I think that's the the whole bridging the gap when someone has broken English in this case right when you are around enough people that have that same broken dialect or you know again not pro level yet on that language you're able to to like bridge that understanding for them you're like oh you, you you're able to conclude what they're saying a lot easier and have more empathy like there's nothing that irks me more when i see people who when they're ordering and like english is not their first language and the waiter clearly doesn't know how to i guess make them feel more comfortable right because it's already hard enough to speak a second language that is like not native to you and then the waiter is like coming back to you in full you know grammar and english and everything and and i i know i understand that so i'm sharing that because i think living in another country has enabled me to see that even more and highlight it more on both lens like for me speaking spanish where you can see my efforts coming out my body language my tonality like they appreciate the effort and therefore they are using their emotional intelligence to bridge the gap maybe i'm saying i want this piece of food or this coffee 
and maybe I didn't grammatically say it perfectly, they still understood what I'm saying because of just that emotional intelligence. Like, okay, I get what you mean. And vice versa, if someone's speaking to me in, in English and that's not their first language, it's just, I don't know how to explain it, you guys, but it's just what, it's what happens when you are exposed to a whole nother culture and language. I think that if, honestly, this is, I wrote this down here, I think people would be more empathetic and understanding if they saw this other world, if they saw outside of what they know. And once again, I'm sharing this uh, from a lens of growing up in a super, super small town of 8,000 people where it's one of those hometowns that no one leaves, right? I also want to say that there's no right or wrong option to go about this, but I share this on the podcast because I am very growth-minded. I know a lot of you guys who listen are at least relatively growth-minded, have curiosity for this life and have curiosity to understand people in different ways, right? Besides body language and communication and being a more understanding person, you're going to come across people that are from different cultures, different backgrounds, speak different languages, and all that to say, when you are able to put yourself in the room or groups or environments where you're forced to be the outlier and you are the outlier, you you really learn your place. And uh, before I wrap this up, I'll say that I actually learned that firsthand the very first time when I went to Germany back in 2019, right after I graduated from college, I went to Germany. I went a little bit all over. I went to Amsterdam. I went to Hamburg, Germany, and I went to Stockholm, Sweden. And in Germany, I had my friend with me and we met up with her friends and they're all German. And I never felt more left out and stupid. Uh, and that's just a me thing, okay? But I never felt more like that than sitting there not understanding a lick of German. And they're speaking it to each other because English for them is their second language. And even though for my friend, English is easy for her, for the others, um, it wasn't as easy, so they're going to speak German to each other, which I totally understood. But I remember at that moment, at the age of 22, I was like, okay, I don't want to feel left out anymore. I want to be able to assimilate into different cultures and backgrounds when I'm in their environments and try my best. So that really humbled me, and that really made me appreciate the, I guess, kind of the easiness of having English here in the U.S. and vice versa, also wanting to be as helpful as possible for when someone else, uh, English is their second language, and I'm aware of that, and I can really try to bridge the gap, um, so yeah, I think all of this, all in all, uh, experiencing living in another country, it validated my audacious dream to live in both the U.S. and another country, wherever that could be, um, but, you know, I know a lot of you guys are also curious about the world and um, getting out of your comfort zone. A lot of this is scary. And I know I talk about a lot of different things like solo travel and moving from your hometown and just solo traveling to another country and then maybe living in another country. And I know these are all different levels, right? But if you go back to some of my other episodes where I'm talking about solo travel, it really goes uh, like up the ladder. And so you, I wouldn't say if you're, if you're from your hometown right now, you should jump and go live in another country right away. Although if you have the guts to do that, by all means, definitely do so. But I think I, you know, I'll, I'll, I will say this, I encourage everyone to look at different areas of, of life that you could 
improve and grow upon and what what does that look like what would that require you to do how can you get there and what kinds of people do you need to be around that could help embody this so anyways i hope this leaves some food for thought and be sure to follow the podcast instagram at what fulfills you and my personal one if you want to keep up on my personal life and the tea and of course i'll be sharing a little bit more bit by bit um, through some of these personal solo episodes but i hope this was helpful and of course my dms are always open if you are curious to hear more about uh, you know small details and nuggets of living in another country like how i found an airbnb just all those different things that i know crosses everyone's mind when you're doing something kind of you know risky and different like that definitely feel free to send me a dm and i would be happy to answer your questions thanks again for tuning in today i would chat with you all in the next one